Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. We've again been talking about supernatural experiences and how to ask for them, and how to recognize them. That's a big thing. So often we just don't recognize that, okay, this is either the spiritual realm or the supernatural realm intervening and making itself known in the natural realm. So let's just take a couple moments right now, and just we're just going to ask the Lord to bring to our attention anything Today, any time that he pushed the supernatural realm into our awareness that we missed, any place today that that we missed him. Now, don't try to figure it out. Just if he brings an encounter, something you noticed, a special song, something someone said, or an event that happened, if he brings your attention to it, write it down. And then later ask him, okay, Lord, how is this an example of either the supernatural or the spiritual realm, you making yourself known through those? What are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to say? So first just let him speak to you about that. So we're just going to, Lord, we just ask you right now, anything we missed today, just bring it to our attention. And just write that down, okay? We don't have to spend a lot of time doing it. If nothing came to your attention, maybe something will later. You're lying in bed and you're thinking about today, something might come up. Or he might remind you of this conversation we're having right now, and you might then go, okay, Lord, I didn't really ask you, or maybe I didn't hear you. Was there anything that I missed today? Even as you're falling asleep. Because a lot of times our mind and our body is so wound up during the day, we have a, often have a hard time receiving. Because, again, he's peace and love and joy and rest. A lot of times we're not able to accept that. We're not able to receive that. So give him an opportunity. And you can do this every day. You can do this multiple times a day. When you're going to lunch, ask the Lord, have I missed anything this morning? Now, this may seem like kind of a, a unnecessary exercise, but really what this is doing is it's increasing your awareness of, his, of the opportunities that are available to all of us for the Lord to speak to us. And one of the ways he speaks to us is by revealing the supernatural by working through our soul, his spirit through our spirit through our soul, to show us what's going on in the supernatural realm. That is the Lord. That is God. So anything that we learn is God teaching us. So we we don't separate, okay, we're learning how the supernatural realm works in one category or one corner, and then knowing God in another. No, it's all one. 
God teaches us all at the same time. Everything that's going on in our life is him teaching us because he loves us, not because we need to achieve something or prove something or, you know, bring him glory, but because he loves us. Through these processes, he shows us what we're relying on other than him. And sometimes we know what those things are and sometimes we don't. But that's up to him. So as we are becoming more comfortable with exploring the supernatural realm and comfortable that there is such a thing and that we have nothing to fear from it. Now, we do respect power. We do respect force. We do respect the entities. We respect our enemies. We don't count them as unimportant or insignificant. We recognize that what's going on in our lives involves our enemies for the sake of our good, for your good, because God loves you. Not because he's trying to fix you. He's already done that. He, that's what the resurrection was about. You were fixed then. Your spirit is whole and complete and entire. But now you're learning to live as a spirit being. Live and move and have your being in him. So when we're talking about the supernatural experiences, whether regardless of of what they are, any experience that we have, regardless of what they are, we are looking for how he is using those experiences in our lives to reveal whatever it is he wants to reveal. And again, a lot of times he's doing something over here and he doesn't want us involved. So we should just be paying attention to what he wants us to be paying attention to. Let him take care of what he needs to be taking care of. He he knows better what you need than you do. You th- we all think we know what we need. And remember, in your spirit, you have no needs. You are perfect, complete, and whole. You have, in your spirit, you've entered the kingdom. You already have everything you need for life and godliness. Again, that doesn't mean that we're just sitting around like a bump on the log. No, we're we're working because we have received. We have received life and godliness, so now we work. We see how it works. He's given us these great gifts. You have these great gifts. Now let's see how they work. He's given us healing and wholeness. Let's see how this works. And that's what he creates every opportunity for. Let's see how this works. We talked a little bit before about what we think we know. 
We all rely on what we know. We all rely on how we feel. And we all rely on what we can do. Our strengths. When we try to hide our weaknesses. And yet all those can be based on falsehoods, on lies. Because there are things that we know and believe and feel and do that are accurate and true. But there are things that we think and believe and do and feel that are not accurate. We have feelings based on inaccurate information or even accurate information but a false feeling about it. Well, shouldn't you be happy about that type of thing? Then there are things that we know we don't know or and things we don't know how to feel about or we don't know how to react to. But then there's this whole other realm of things that we don't know what we don't know. We don't, we can't feel because we, it's so foreign to us. It's a, the twilight zone. It's like falling through clouds. We don't know how to react. We don't know how to be. We don't know how to feel. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to believe. And God uses all of these things. He uses all of these opportunities for his purpose and his plan because he loves us, because he loves you. But this is one of the challenges we have is to not to draw conclusions based on what we think we know or feel we know or because it works for us. Just because something's working for you doesn't mean this is God's stamp of approval. Oh, God wouldn't let me get this new job if it wasn't best for me. Well, you may have been pushing so hard that he used this for an opportunity to give you what you thought you wanted. Now, again, that's all part of his plan because, again, his plan is about, it's not necessarily about our quote-unquote success or making things easy or having an easy life. That is a real challenge, I think, for more and more Christians that we we think if we're doing everything right, everything will be easy. Nothing bad will happen to us. We'll have a good life, and then we'll die, and then we'll have a good afterlife. And what are we basing that on? Is Are we basing it on something we've heard God tell us? Or is it something that's been taught us? Or something that's been written somewhere? something we've inherited from other Christians or our parents. We have no idea, we really, really don't, what came before our existence here on this earth. And I'm talking about each one of us as individuals. We really have no idea about what what will come afterwards. Even regardless of afterlife experiences, we have no idea what those mean, what the 
what we are to take away from that. We see through a glass darkly. And I think that's the way God wants it. If God wanted us to have all the answers, he'd give them to us. And people point to, well, you know, there's the Bible. There's, you know, we have the Spirit of God for revelation. We have all these things. But none of them is complete. None of them claim to be perfect. The Bible does not claim to be perfect and complete. We see in part. We only interpret. First, we interpret falsely, and we see with dark glasses. We only see in part. So that doesn't mean we don't look. That doesn't mean we don't think. But we handle these things gently and softly. The process is more important than the results. We will often not know how we're doing, but if we have confidence that we are doing what we know to do to develop and enjoy our relationship with God, the results will be of secondary importance. We don't judge how we're doing by how productive we are or successful. This is why it's so important that we are objective with being clear. What is God set on your plate today? Are you spending the time with him that he wants you to be? That's always number one. Are there projects that he has assigned you? Are you doing those? And we we simplify and clarify and be very practical with him and not try to superimpose spiritual or supernatural or even natural expectations on the objective things that God has told us to do. So when we're learning about the supernatural, we don't want to get distracted. We don't want to get caught up with, oh, I'm having a supernatural experience. Instead, we want to be aware that this is a training opportunity. Lord, I'm open. A lot of times we have the experience, and then we look back and we see what he teaches us. We see what he's training us. He's seeing what he's healing in us, what he's freeing in us, what he's maturing in us. Your spirit Just as a reminder, your spirit does not need to be matured. Your soul is, it's not so much a matter of maturity as growing up, but your soul is a slave to its own desire for control. Your soul has all these crutches, and God wants to take away those crutches. And then your natural being just follows along. Now, there's, there's a lot more going on in the, in the natural. It's just not as important for us at this time. So when we talk about the supernatural experiences that we ask for, we understand that it's in context 
of everything God is doing in our life. How do we approach life? How do we approach him? How do we approach what is satisfying and brings us contentment? How do we approach problems? A lot of times we don't know that until we are in problems. So he gives us problems. And, you know, a lot of times what's really interesting is very often we get used to being in crisis mode. So then when he takes us out of crisis mode, when we're in a period of rest or victory, that can be just as uncomfortable and revealing as being in crisis mode. I must be missing something. Everything is going really well. It's like, no. You get your truth from God himself directly. We learn to test. We know how to test it. Lord, is that you? And sometimes you have to ask that multiple times. But you have learned to hear his voice, to recognize his voice. When your best friend or your spouse calls you on the phone, they don't have to say, hi, this is your husband, or this is your brother, or, this is your boss. You recognize their voice because you're familiar with it based on experience. When you get in your car and you turn your car on, most of us do that without even thinking about it. We pull out of the driveway and on our merry way without even thinking about it because it's become so familiar to us. And this is where turning to the Lord, it becomes so familiar. It becomes part of who we are. Lord, this is you. That does that, you know, I'm not sure. There's, you know, even though it, it lines up, let's say it lines up with Scripture or, yeah, this is something I, I was thinking about. But then you go, you know, I'm going to wait on this. Now, that's the other thing is don't be pressured into, you know, one of, the, one of our enemies here in this world is peer pressure and time pressure and just pressure. Okay, I have to have an answer now. I have to make a decision now. I can't change my mind. Oh, not changing your mind is a big thing. But no, it's fine. We're good. Just whatever you need to do. Walk gently. One of my favorite phrases in in ministry is to be tender-hearted but thick-skinned. Don't take things personal. Be personable but don't take things personally. So responding to supernatural experiences. We're finally going to get into what we've been leading up to here. Responding to supernatural experiences, it's not that hard. So part of our challenge that we've been working on is keeping things simple, keeping things all nice and easy and clear and objective. This is why we use lists and that kind of thing and and steps. It's not because this is, you know, divine. God gave me these six things or these six steps or whatever. Now, hopefully he did, he, you know, he was there when I was coming up with these things. He's part of it. But it's not because I'm saying that it's, 
you know, the only way to do it. Whatever works for you, whatever brings you into greater dependence on God, that's what matters. It's not if you're doing it my way or somebody else's way or this way or that way. It's, is this working for you? Is Christianity, is a relationship with God working for you? Is it bringing you into a closer relationship with him? Is it bringing you healing and peace and encouragement? Is, are your needs being met by him? We talk about practical Christianity, getting healed and knowing God. So responding to supernatural experiences. We talked about how asking for them and then experiencing them. How do you respond? Often our greatest temptation is to react to a supernatural experience by taking on the responsibility of understanding or responding to it. Well, wait a minute. We were just talking about responding to supernatural. First, recognize that it's not your responsibility to respond. You Just because you have a supernatural experience doesn't mean you're supposed to learn something from it. You ask. Now, it is always beneficial to write things down or to record things in some way. But that doesn't mean you have to come up with, okay, this is why God showed me this. This is part of our challenge with the whole knowledge thing. That if I'm, you know, one of the big things is if I'm healed in this area, it it means then I can go and heal others in that same area. Well, you know, who says? Maybe. Maybe not. I think that's up to God. I, I think he is such a personal God that he does things individually for each one of us, separate for each one of us. He treats us as individuals. Isn't that nice? We have an individual, we have a personal relationship with a personal God. So as we are learning to respond to supernatural experiences and we let him teach us how to understand and respond to the supernatural experiences, again, you're not responsible for understanding it, for figuring it out. If he wants to say, this is what this means, this is what I want you to focus on, we're going to start learning about this, great, do it. That's your, that's your next project. But he may not, because remember, the supernatural realm is always around you, always. So it's not like you're, that God's you know, creating it just so you can have the experience and then it goes away. It's like, no, it's always around. So we're, we're on a course. We're, we've set a course, and God is taking us on the path that he has chosen for us. But there's two big things that we can take away from responding to these supernatural experiences. Respond quickly and respond accordingly. Seems pretty practical. When the Lord draws your attention to something in the spiritual or the supernatural or maybe even in the natural, notice it. Respond. 
stop what you're doing as soon as you have the slightest impression that there may be something going on. This is especially helpful when you're first learning how to do this. It's better to be overly reactive and wrong than afraid of making a mistake and miss the Lord's knocking. Everything is the Lord's knocking. Goal is to become very sensitive to his slightest whisper or impression. Just a slight breeze. Go, okay, Lord, you've got my attention. We don't want to force the Lord to use, to have to use a bullhorn, whether through circumstances or supernaturally, to get our attention. I'd much rather have a still small voice where the Lord can direct me than him have to send an angel with a telegram because I was so busy I missed him. I missed all the times he tried to talk to me direct. And instead he has to hit me over the head with a baseball bat. I'd much rather pay attention to him, to a still small voice, and then respond accordingly. In other words, let the Lord teach you how to respond in each circumstance. We are not to just hear and understand, but hear and respond, sometimes without understanding. We honor our heritage as sons and co-inheritors when we live according to our identity giving his lessons our attention and first priority, making room for him first. This is part of, again, part of our challenge, part of the process of learning to live as a spirit being. Yes, we're so used to prioritizing our lives ourselves. So as we learn to respond quickly, And to respond accordingly, we're learning to take his action in our lives seriously as an opportunity. We don't want to rush through this life and then look back and and think, okay, what was that about? One of my favorite stories was, Somebody was asked, an actor was asked, okay, you know, when you get to the get to heaven and you're standing before God, what do you want to hear? And the actor said, okay, now now that we've got the trial run done, you see how it works, let's go back and do it for real. And pretty much that's the way we so often are living our lives, and that's just the way it is, that we we don't know what the rules are. We don't know how things work. We're doing the best we can, but we all wish we could go back and do it again. We all wish we had had made different choices, taken different options. We all that's true for all of us. We're all in that same boat. It's what we do with that. If we let that ruin today, we are letting the, our enemy, the thief, the liar, steal from us. 
And we're losing an opportunity. We're passing by an opportunity to rest and live and move and have our being in God. What he wants to teach you. You know, you could be going through the exact same experience. Say you have a twin and you're both going through, let's say, a death of a parent. You're both going through that. You're You're going to experience it. Both of you are going to experience that totally separate, totally different. You're going to have different feelings and thoughts and anger and grief. Everything's going to be different, even though you're twins and even though it's the exact same experience, because we're all different. We'll multiply that by a gazillion, and that's how God treats each one of us separately. But spend some time thinking about how to respond quickly and appropriately, accordingly. That you just ask, Lord, how am I, How do you want, what do I do with this? That's always a, a wonderful phrase. You can make up your own. What am I supposed to do with this? Okay, now I see what you're saying. Now what? And if you're starting out, start with those good old yes and no questions. Make it simple. Make it easy on yourself. Then, when he makes something clear, when he gives you direction, follow it. If you're not sure, try it. You're free to make mistakes. God doesn't hold it against you. Don't you hold something against you that God doesn't. So next time we'll be starting with the Holy Spirit and supernatural gifts, so that'll be fun. And if you've got any questions or feedback, Thanks for sending some in, and it's always such, so good to hear from you all. Write me at diane at therainersclub.org or contact me through Blog Talk Radio or through the website at therainersclub.org. So until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.